Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. You're listening to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. After Europe approved the COVID vaccine for kids, excessive deaths among children increased by 755%. Recent studies now prove that the COVID vaccines are being transmitted to children through the vaccinated mother's breast milk. A recent Harvard study shows that the COVID vaccines are far more dangerous than COVID-19 itself. And the CDC has quietly acknowledged all this. All of these facts were once explicitly labeled false by the mainstream narrative. The awakening masses are now aware that these experimental vaccines are deadly and that we are all being lied to. But we still don't know what these mysterious poisons are doing to our bodies. Macroscopic research has shown us that some of these vaccines contain graphene oxide and what appears to be self-assembling nanotech. Morticians have found massive inorganic so-called clots growing inside the vascular systems of the deceased vaccinated. And the FDA has been using transhumanist slogans to push the latest COVID booster shots. So it isn't surprising that people are now questioning the vaccine when it comes to a strange new phenomena being captured by security cameras from around the world. Several videos show people suffering from the same strange attack. First, they act as if they see something over their shoulder, compelling them to turn their head. As the head turns, the body follows. An arm lifts as if to point at what they are seeing. Their body then spirals into collapse and begins to spasm. turning their head to see something and then spinning into collapse. do not appear to be a hoax. And if they are not a hoax, then what is this? It has people speculating about 5G and has others thinking about CERN 
Whatever it is that is going on, we are still injecting this deadly poison into the young bodies of our innocent children. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Folks, welcome. You're watching American Journal. That's the latest from Greg Reese. We've played that a couple times this week because it's probably one of the creepiest videos InfoWars has ever come out with. Deadly COVID vaccines and the mysterious downward spiral. You know, it's one of those things that you could go, well, it's fake. People are just, they're acting out. They're turning their head. They're being creepy on purpose. Then it's like, except for that one guy who fell under a train while he was doing. I'm not sure if he's that committed to the bit. Something very real is going on here. Anybody other than us asking questions? You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch it live right now at band.video. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The American Journal. I'm your host, Harrison Smith. Thank you so much for being here with us on this Friday. We will be opening up the phone lines in the third hour. In the second hour, we'll be joined by Eamon Bundy. He is running for governor of Idaho, and we're very, very excited to speak to him about not just his run, but so much stuff going on these days. Seems like Idaho is under concerted globalist attack. Just depends on whether the people of Idaho feel like standing up to it or not. So we'll talk to him about that. Uh, let's not waste any time and just get right into it. Here it is, your Daily Dispatch. All right, here it is, folks, your Daily Dispatch for Friday, the 30th of September, 2022. Inflation hits record 10% in Europe. Inflation in the European countries using the euro currency has broken into double digits as prices for electricity and natural gas soar, signaling a looming winter recession for one of the globe's major economies as higher prices undermine consumers' spending power. This story at Newsmax. Com. Consumer prices in the 19-country eurozone rose a record 10% in September from a year earlier, up from an annual 9.1% in August, EU statistics agency Eurostat reported on Friday. Only a year ago, inflation was as low as 3.4%. Price increases are at their highest levels since record-keeping for the euro began in 1997. Energy prices were the main culprit, rising 40 Good Lord. <clears throat> Sorry, I, I was, uh, I've become flabbergasted by this number. Energy prices were the main culprit, rising 40% over a year ago. Food, alcohol, and tobacco jumped 11.8%. Pretty incredible. Pretty mind-blowing. 40% higher energy prices in Europe. You know, because of all of the natural disasters they've experienced. No, no, no. It's because of all of the policy that they're pursuing. It's because of all the decisions that they've made. It's because of the war that they won't let end. It's because of the sanctions that they are putting on Russia. It's because of the rules that they're implementing at the behest of the World Economic Forum. It's the rulers of Europe destroying Europe and hating the people of Europe. It's not that complicated. It's just unspeakably evil. And we'll get into that more a little bit later. Meanwhile, here in the States, court orders the FBI to produce Seth, Re Seth Rich's laptop, which means the FBI is about to lose Seth Rich's laptop. Today, a federal judge ordered the FBI to produce the information it possesses related to Seth Rich's laptop within 14 days, saying that the FBI improperly held, withheld the information under the Freedom of Information Act. 
with a tweet from Technofog. New court order on Seth Rich FOIA lawsuit. The FBI is ordered to produce it within 14 days. On July 10, 2016, at 4.18 a.m., Seth Rich, an employee of the Democratic National Convention, was shot two times in the back and killed. D.C. police said it was an attempted robbery gone wrong, although nothing was stolen. If it was a robbery, it failed, said Seth's father, Joel Rich, because he still has his watch, still has his money, still has his credit cards, still had his phone. Seth's watch band was damaged, but it had not been stolen, and neither was anything else, including an expensive pendant he wore around his neck. Stories soon started to spread that Seth's death was planned and that he was the man who leaked the Democrat Democratic Party's emails related to Hillary's actions to WikiLeaks. These emails were ignored by the corrupt mainstream media and were shared by WikiLeaks and on social media. In response to the first two FOIA lawsuits, the FBI denied having any information or files related to Seth Rich's murder, but that was not true, and eventually, somehow, 20,000 pages were found. They're like, what? Seth Rich? No, I've never even heard it. We don't have any information about Seth Rich. Oh, what are those? Oh, what are those 20,000 pages? Oh, right. I forgot about those. I forgot about the 20,000 pages that we had. Right. Sorry. Oops. I for, I, we forgot. We forgot about that. Sorry. <laughs> Just incredible. Uh, the attorney, Cly Clevenger, has been trying since 2016 to get the government's records related to the DOJ FBI's investigation of Seth Rich, in particular whether he was involved in the leaked D- DNC emails or had been in communications with WikiLeaks. And you remember at the time – uh, Julian Assange sort of obliquely confirmed that it was Seth Rich that leaked to WikiLeaks. He basically said, well, I don't know anything about Seth Rich, but we will offer money for his – You know, no, his statement was something like, like well, I, I can't comment on Seth Rich, but we do keep our sources very secret. And I was like, oh, OK. I mean maybe he was just – throwing a red herring out there to protect the actual leakers, but we don't know because the FBI swooped in and confiscated all of the evidence and has withheld it until now, and the court is ordering the FBI to produce Seth Rich's laptop. Whether they'll do it or not, sort of up to them, I guess. They cannot. They can just pretend to lose it. I mean, after all, they lost JFK's brain. So, I mean, what else can they lose? The uh, the FBI vaults, the evidence vaults are just – they're like Swiss cheese, just holes everywhere. Just uh, – it's like a leaky faucet, the uh, FBI vault. That's true, by the way. They did lose F- yeah, JFK's brain. Do you know that? They also lost the uh, original Zapruder film and the other film from the other angle that showed the grassy knoll in the background. They lost it, meaning they keep it in a vault to bring it out every time a new president gets into office. Welcome to welcome to the office. Very, very nice inauguration you had there. Would you like to watch this uh, second video where we show the CIA agents murdering JFK? Yeah. So just in case you were wondering about your power and whether you can do anything to us, the deep state, you can't because we'll kill you in front of everyone and cover it up for 50 years. So have a good term. We'll see you on Friday. That's who really runs this country. In fact, we have a video we'll show you. I've been meaning to show you all week. I will not let the week end without showing you this Democratic senator openly admitting that there is a deep uh, a deep state and that the Democrats are in league with them. It's pretty amazing. We'll do that later. Meanwhile, the first openly trans army officer has been charged in a plot to give U.S. military medical info to Russia. A federal grand jury has returned an indictment 
charging Anna Gabriellian, age 36, and her husband, Jamie Lee Henry, age 39, both of Rockville, Maryland, with conspiracy and for the disclosure of individually identifiable health information related to their efforts to assist Russia in connection with the conflict in Ukraine. The indictment was returned on September 28, 2022, and unsealed today upon the arrest of the defendants, Gabriellian is scheduled to have an initial appearance at 1130 today in the U.S. District Court in Baltimore. That was yesterday before U.S. Magistrate Judge Brendan A. Herson. Uh, Henry is also expected to have an initial appearance today, although the time has not been set. Gabrielle, Gabriellian and Henry. What a pair. Yeah, so I'm, I'm just trying to figure out. <laughs> Never mind. What is Jamie? Her husband's name is Jamie. Sometimes a girl's name. I'm just trying to figure out the the genders of these people, but I guess that doesn't matter. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, moving on here, uh, Foghorn. The fog of war. Uh, Trevor Noah to exit Daily Show after seven years. Oh no. Oh, no, we're all so sad about this. Oh, no, the beloved comedian. The comedian who came out of near anonymity to take over the program from Jon Stewart in 2015 plans to exit the flagship Comedy Central series after a seven-year tenure that saw him transform it for a new generation of viewers who are more at home on social media than they are cable outlets and broadcast networks. Yes, he took a a real real powerhouse in the entertainment and news and pop culture industry and just uh, drove it right into the ground just completely ruined it totally it's not funny anymore nobody shares the clips it never makes news they don't even get good guests it's just the same as every other outlet you know you've got the late night shows you've got cnn you've got daily show sort of in the middle there but they all say the same things about the same topics on the same day over and over nobody cares go away Go back to Africa. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile uh, oh, well, this is a sad story. Uh, Florida officials institute curfew in, amid looting in aftermath of Hurricane Ian. Officials from Florida's Lee County announced a curfew on Wednesday following reports of looting and other criminal activity in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. Hopefully people that stayed there uh, have their lawfully owned firearms and can defend their property in the absence of any Uh, authority now that the police and everything is down we'll we'll cover a little bit more about ian on the other side massive landfall huge ladies and gentlemen the biggest sale of 2022 is now live at infowarsstore.com it's the infowars store super sale 40 to 50 percent off all products in the store survival shield x3 sold out for almost six months back in stock 50% 50% off. Brain Force Ultra, back in stock. 50% off. Brain Force Plus, back in stock. 50% off. DNA Force Plus, back in stock. 50% off. Physic Magnesium, both of the highest quality types of magnesium. Nobody else has got that. 50% off. Organic Greens Fiber Caps, highest quality. 50% off. Super Mellow Vitality, Female Vitality, 50% off. Ultimate Crayola, back in stock. 40% off. Knockout Sleep Support, 40% off. It goes on and on. Vitamin D3 Gummies, 40% off. Vasobeats, 40% off. Ultimate Fictional, 40% off. You need to do this for your immune system this fall and winter. Plus, it funds the InfoWar. Thank you for your support. The only way you lose is not going to InfoWarStore.com and getting 40 to 50% off on all these amazing products. Think about a world without InfoWars. 
Just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together, this family that is InfoWars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity's still in the fight today is because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back ladies and gentlemen just uh, just massive goings on around the world we're going to talk about the russian ukraine war here in just a moment first i want to play a couple clips here and we can just uh roll them as b-roll there are photos and videos coming out of the massive damage happening or that did happen in florida as a result of hurricane ian hurricane ian hit Florida, turned into a tropical storm, and then regained strength to become a Category 1 hurricane again before hitting the Carolinas. As Hurricane Ian hit the west coast of Florida, citizens and journalists were documenting the powerful storm and its devastation it's already causing. These are some aerial shots of Fort Myers where you can see the whole place is just leveled. Utter and total devastation for the people that remained behind it. Uh, so, I mean, survival required a miracle. You see entire houses uprooted and shifted around, if not completely destroyed into rubble. Floridians are also making viral content during the storm, some of them dangerously going out into the hurricane, and one man helping to save a stranded cat, another rescuing a dog. Ian could be seen 22,000 miles into space. Of course, the media used the hurricane to attack GOP Governor Ron DeSantis and to push for their phony climate change agenda because, of course, they did. Now, of course, the infrastructure has been utterly destroyed. And so looting is taking place. Officials from Florida's Lee County announced a curfew on Wednesday following reports of looting and other criminal activity in the aftermath of Hurricane Ian. With uh, sustained winds of 155 miles per hour, resulting in as much as $40 billion in property damage. With local officials dedicating all their time and resources to the hurricane's response, criminals took advantage and began looting and committing other crimes Lee County officials announced. For example, one gas station in Florida was uh, was reportedly looted. When law enforcement was unable to respond because of weather conditions, it was unsafe. There was a break-in on Cleveland Avenue. There was looting. Lee County Manager Ron DeJarles announced during a press conference. He noted that a, quote, group of people looted, quote, one of the Speedway gas stations, which prompted Fort Myers city officials to talk to Lee County officials about instituting a curfew. So, you know, again, we don't have any official stats now as the damage is still being reckoned with. But our prayers go out to all the people in Florida. Hopefully you stay safe in this post, post-decency post world where any 
any opportunity, any weakness will be seized upon by the rampant criminality in this country. What a world. What a world to live in. Folks, we're going to, again, get into all of the topics that we always do on this program and all of InfoWars. That includes the Great Reset schemes that are openly planning to do all sorts of horrific things to humanity as a whole, including you know, changing your very nature, your genetics itself. We have a video that we showed a long time ago, but it's been making the rounds again, and so now's a good time to – Play it and talk about you know, what exactly is behind the ideology that's pushing us towards the brink. That's a video of one of the World Economic Forum lead scientists talking about infecting human beings with a virus or genetically altering them to force them to not eat meat anymore, you know, to save the planet. Just horrific. So we're going to get into all that. We're also going to get into the war in Ukraine. We're going to get into the just hilariously embarrassing behavior of the Biden administration, which has gaffes beyond anything Donald Trump ever even got close to every couple days, every day almost actually. Almost every day this week there has been at least one, like an average of two really embarrassing gaffes from the Biden administration. And again, it just puts into sharp contrast how the mainstream media treats Democrats versus Republican politicians and uh, there's a reason right because they are all in league together it's not that complicated we'll get into all of it we have a lot of videos to show you as well of course you can find all of the videos and all of the stories that we cover on my substack harrisonhillsmith.substack.com or offlimits.news you can sign up there as well we'll be joined by Eamon Bundy at 9 a.m. I also want to remind you to go to saveinfowars.com for decades, Alex Jones has been warning of what is to come, a cashless society, forced medical mandates, implantable chips, man-made bioweapons, and corporate world government. We are currently entering and living in the world that Alex Jones warned us about and tried to get us all to come together and prevent from happening. Well, it's too late. It's here, and now Alex has been marked for destruction. After being the test case for internet censorship, Alex is now the test case for lawfare, seeking to destroy political opposition and dissent. Big Tech was successful, deplatforming Alex because of the lack of response at the time. Left-wing radicals are now attempting to destroy Alex via the court system. Don't let them be successful in their new weapon against free speech, lawfare. Stand up for Alex by making a donation to his legal defense and keeping him in the fight every single day save infowars.com save infowars.com it is a gofundme where we are now accepting donations for the alex jones legal fund to try to get through this attack and continue to do what we always have which is serve humanity and try desperately to rouse opposition to the forces arrayed against us well we're going to talk about the ukraine war in this next segment couple big stories here. Putin announces annexation of Ukrainian land, Europe's largest since World War II. And globalists are marching us relentlessly towards nuclear Armageddon that an exclusive interview with retired colonel and former Virginia State Senator Richard Black. So we'll talk about where, where this goes, where we'll end up. I think we might have time now to play one of these videos from Vladimir Putin. It looks like we just ran out of time. So we'll play that in the first part of the next segment this unlike you know yesterday we wanted to play video from putin but we 
We couldn't get confirmation that it was a real video. These videos are official dispatches from the social media of Putin himself. So we'll play these videos where once again you have this world leader that the entire media and the entire political structure here in the United States tells us is that he's a madman. He's got cancer. He's he's sick in the head. He, nothing he does makes any sense. It's all just baseless, virulent hatred against something, and he's just attacking for no reason. And he's he's Hitler 2.0. It's it's a Putin Nazi. It's Putler. It's big, dangerous Putler. And then you listen to Vladimir Putin himself, and he sounds more cognizant and reasonable and truthful than anything we've heard out of the White House, well, since Donald Trump left it, basically. So again, a little bit of a a little bit of a strange situation we find ourselves in where the evidence of our eyes, our ears, and our lived experience is contradicted by the insane falsehoods of the mainstream media and the politicians. Which will you choose? Will you will you choose to trust your own eyes and your own logic and your own reason, or will you choose to listen to the lies of the people who tell you that there's no such thing as men and women, that the most dangerous people in this country right now are middle-aged white men, that children – it's good for children to put money in the G-string of transgender strippers like which which worldview do you want to accept which worldview do you think is more reflective of reality i guess that's the main question we'll try to answer here today fortunately when you look at the country at large you come to a pretty depressing conclusion as to where everybody else landed think about a world without Infowars. just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together this family that is Infowars. Think about how InfoWars is cited by Joe Rogan and Tucker Carlson and Bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like Nigel Farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity's still in the fight today is because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. back folks Putin said in his speech this is the will of millions of people he said this at a grand Kremlin ceremony to welcome the four areas in defiance of international law and marked a new political escalation of the seven month war following Moscow's call up of military reservists and renowned threats that it could resort to using weapons of mass destruction United States, Ukraine, and others have condemned this as an illegal land grab, promising to retaliate with sanctions while Kiev has vowed to keep fighting to retake its occupied land. The annexation was also overshadowed by a deadly attack on a civilian convoy in the country's south. 
Russia says it's merely answering a democratic decision by people living in the regions of eastern and southern Ukraine, Donetsk, Luhansk, Kherson, and Zaporizhia. Sure, I'm pronouncing that wrong. I'm not going to apologize. A claim few in the West take seriously. Instead, the move is seen as a wider escalation by Putin after a series of punishing battlefield defeats at the hand of lightning counteroffensive by Kiev. This is the story from NBC News. I want to play a clip now. This is a interview from BBC News. A Ukrainian resident originally from Luhansk tells the BBC about his experience. And I don't know if they if they knew what he was going to say before they interviewed him, but it seems to actually give credence and support to the talking points of Vladimir Putin. Let's watch clip number 19 now. Let's bring in Daniel, who's originally from Luhansk in the east of Ukraine, an area that has been occupied by Russian forces. And Daniel, you're now in safety, in relative safety, I should say, in Kiev. What have the last days been like for you as you reflect on the life lived by people you know and love in Luhansk. I'm kind of nervous, of course, and uh, I'm all about the news. I'm checking the news almost every hour. It wasn't something unexpected. I believe that not only I think this way, but I'm nervous because my grandmother is now not far from the Severodonetsk. Um, I won't give the exact location for security reasons, but it is a very unstable place, I can say. And um, my grandmother and some people who stayed um, in my hometown are worried and waiting for developments, uh, waiting for the arrival of the Ukrainian authorities and the army. I know that they did not go to fake voting and and they are all against all of this. But to be honest, for me, it seems uh, that more than half of the population that remained in my hometown support this fake re- referendums. I hope that I'm wrong. But as um, my grandmother told me, uh, some people extremely against Ukraine. And uh, it makes me sad. And uh, of course, um, I'm currently in Kiev. Uh, but uh, mentally, I'm still in my hometown. I'm thinking about them. All I want is uh, our Ukrainian win. So there, I, I, I don't know if you heard that. Doesn't make a lot of sense, though. He says, he says, more than half the people in my hometown are in favor of the fake refer- Russian ref- referendum. So, but if it was a fake referendum, wouldn't that mean that it would have to be less than half? Because if more than half are in favor of the referendum, then if they vote in the referendum, the referendum will succeed and Russia's annexation will be on democratic principles. So kind of weird, kind of strange. But they're a Ukrainian from Luhansk saying that over half the people in his hometown and in his personal experience want to join Russia, were in favor of the referendum. Again, I mean, it's just one guy's you know, uh, observation, but he's also somebody who is answering questions with the BBC, is not in favor of the referendum and has no reason to lie and to make the referendum look better. He has every reason to try to downplay how much people like the referendum. So if he's saying more than half are in favor of it, I'm going to go ahead and take him at his word for that. Again, that's from the BBC who is meanwhile telling you the referendum is totally fake and what Putin is doing is is 
taking over land uh, against the will of the people but not according to their own reporting. It's a little confusing, I guess. But now we can go back to a year ago where Zelensky had a message for the people of Donbass of Russian ethnicity since, again, this did not start in February 2022 with Russia invading Ukraine. That is not the beginning of this conflict. That is just the most recent advance of this conflict, which has been going on since at least 2014. I think you can trace back to 2008 or maybe even farther. But let's watch what President Volodymyr Zelensky had to say in 2021 to the people of Donbass. Let's watch clip number 23. He says you need to understand the main thing here, not just because – but because it's important. It's important. Do you feel Russian? He's talking to the people of Donbass. I mean, I'm not talking ethnicity. I mean, do you feel you're in Russia? Is this how you feel internally, the direction you want to go? Or, or are you Ukrainian and is this your land? It's important to understand because I think people who live on occupied Don, 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 Donbass and Crimea need to – weird. He's saying he's occupying Donbass? I'm confused. It's not that I'm kicking you out. I just want to be understood. Is this your motherland or are you a guest? In August 2021, this was recorded, back before he found his green shirt. Slurred, I consider if you live in Donbass, temporarily occupied, and you think you're in the right being Russian, it's a big mistake to keep living in Donbass. Says it will never be Russian territory, never, no matter how long it's occupied. It's like the wall that stood in Germany. People, history will use the opportunity. And the wall will come down. And if they can't come to an agreement, the opportunity will still come for the people. It's impossible otherwise. So for the good of your children and grandchildren, if you love Russia and consider you've lived your whole life in Ukraine but felt it was Russia, if that's how you feel, for the good of your children and grandchildren, a person must understand it's time to go find your place in Russia. That's the right thing to do. There's no civilization on this territory without Ukraine. Ukraine is going up. Ukraine will build all the things. Occupy Donbass the way it is now cut off. It's not going to grow anywhere. So I... I don't know. I mean, the, cra- the crazy thing is that if you're more than like 40 years old, you were born at a time when Russia, or, I mean, Ukraine was a part of Russia. I mean, Ukraine was in the USSR. It was a state within the greater Russian empire of the USSR. So it, it was Russia. And then it became independent. But the lines that were drawn were done fairly arbitrarily by a communist dictator of the USSR who was from Ukraine, who wanted to give Ukraine a bunch of industrial areas to strengthen it because it was his home province. So like some of the people he's talking to right there, the people of Donbass, were born when the Donbass was Russian, saw it go to Ukraine and decided and have decided or have always felt like they are still ethnically, culturally and nationally Russian. And he's like, okay, well, if you feel like you're Russia, then you should just go to Russia. And they're like, well, I – 
grown up here and I have generations of family that are here, so why don't you just leave? <laughs> why don't you just go back to your land and we'll keep ours and we'll keep being Russian? I don't know. I don't know. It's all very – it's all very – manipulative and nobody seems like the good guy in this but i can tell you who's not the good guy america i know i know it sucks we always like to think of ourselves as the good guys but we have been the aggravating force behind so much of this with our representatives victoria newland and anthony blinken doing everything they can to bring this conflict about to supply arms to funnel and launder billions upon billions of dollars into this conflict it really makes you want nothing more than Donald Trump to come back, <laughs> right? I mean, is, is this what we need? Is it really – are we really about to be embroiled in a nuclear conflagration, uh, a great burning of the world, a nuclear winter? Are we really about to get into devastating conflict with Russia over a country that we're not even allies with? I mean that's the crazy – we're – we're not allies with Ukraine, not technically. We do not have a military alliance with Ukraine. We have agreements. We have weapons manufactured, like weapons deals with them, but they're not in NATO. Like, this is the craziest thing. NATO is an alliance where the nation states are obligated to defend each other. NATO, Ukraine is not. So just what are we doing? Who is deciding this? Who is making these decisions? Why are we involved at all? right the money oh right it's all the money right i forgot about all of the money we'll be right back think about a world without Infowars. just take a moment and sit back and think about all the incredible guests and callers and stories we've broken together this family that is Infowars. think about how Infowars is cited by joe rogan and tucker carlson and bolsonaro and other foreign leaders like nigel farage as being the main impetus towards firing up their main base to defeat the New World Order. The only reason humanity is still in the fight today is because the viewers and listeners of this broadcast have taken action and supported this show. I don't take the credit. I give you the credit. And now InfoWars is facing its darkest hours. It isn't going to give up. Without your support, we can be shut down. Please go to SaveInfoWars.com today. SaveInfoWars.com today and donate for our legal defense fund. You're watching The American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. America is not without geopolitical enemies. We are under a legitimate threat from various forces of international character, right? I would say the cartels are waging war against us. Weapons of choice are human beings and drugs, but also just regular weapons as they wage terroristic campaign against our southern border. You also have China that's actively involved in destroying our country quite open about it bragging about it laughing about it in public on their own news channels not being exactly shy about it you know there are various international conflicts for which america would benefit from some sort of aggressive military stance defensive or offensive 
those are not what our government is involved in, not even the slightest. There are no battalions deployed to Mexico to deal with the rampant criminality and full-on invasion taking place. And when it comes to China, we're literally selling the land under our military bases to them. So not exactly a lot of concern there. So when it comes to actual threats against the American people, bah, who cares? There's no, there's no fight there in the American military, which is interesting because we are involved in 23 conflicts around the, country, around the world. Most Americans couldn't even name 23 countries in total at all. But apparently there's 23 of them that we are currently waging war against. And I can't tell you – I couldn't tell you a reason why. Can't tell you what they have to do with us, who we're fighting for, who we're fighting on the behalf of. They have no need, interest, or requirement to make the case anymore. We there's, – there's the United States government that we vote for that does nothing, that steals money to give to dictators around the world. And then there's the military apparatus that just does whatever the hell it wants with no oversight and not even pretending that it's in the – concern or at the behest of the American people. MRonline.org reported this in July. U.S. forces involved in at least 23 proxy wars across the world, new documents suggest. United States Special Operations Forces have been involved in at least 23 secretive proxy wars across the world on a scale far greater than previously known new documents indicate. A report published by U.S. website The Intercept detailed the secretive 127E Pentagon program with at least 14 operations across the Middle East and Asia-Pacific region as recently as 2020. In total, U.S. commandos conducted 23 clandestine proxy wars across the world at a total cost of $310 million between 2017 and 2020, according to documents obtained via the Freedom of Information Act. So, you know, again, nothing having to do with actual threats to our homeland or our people or our way of life or anything of the sort. It's just projection of military power for the sake of projection of military power and also, while they're at it, selling weapons. Let's go now to clip number 21. This is a time lapse of U.S. arms exports over 70 years. And boy, is it a doozy. Let's go ahead and roll this in the background here. We start, I believe, in the time after World War II, and you see the weapons pouring out of America into everywhere from Canada to Europe to Afghanistan to Japan and Korea. And uh, Australia gets in there at some point. Always a pretty steady trickle into South America. Again, this is, we're still in 1959 in this. And Every one of these dots represents, you know, a school that could have been built, a a hospital that could have been refurbished, a a highway that could have been established. Just the wealth and power of America just pouring out endlessly in a cascade of corruption. I don't know if I'll be able to spend enough time on this in this segment because we only have about a minute left. But the book – there's a book called Orthodoxy and the Kingdom of Satan – and it actually starts off with – and uh, you can just keep that video rolling. I mean it's just weapons sp- spinning around, spinning around the world. Just let it roll. There, there they go. Just weapons, weapons, weapons. And this book begins with a discussion of uh, weapon manufacturing and weapon distribution. And the scale of it is almost unimaginable. I'll, I'll have to get back to it a little bit later in the program. But when you really look at the scale – and influence of weapons manufacturers in world conflicts, it becomes obvious why all of these wars persist and why we can't have peace in this country or this world. And it's because it's, well, just too damn profitable. Stop. We'll be- You're 
watching The American Journal. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Second hour of American Journal has begun. We're connecting as we speak with Eamon Bundy, independent candidate running for governor of Idaho. Okay, we're going to push him back a little bit. All right, well, uh, Eamon Bundy will be joining us in just a moment. He's a very busy man running for governor of Idaho. Of course, you know him. He's a uh, very important conservative activist there in the state of Ohio. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that whole conflict when he gets on the air because it is conflict. Idaho at this point is a war zone in the cultural civil war that is quietly raging beneath the surface. But since we have time now, let me go ahead and read you that excerpt I was going to read in the first five minutes of the last segment. And again, this just goes on and on, but just give you some idea of the scale of weapons manufacturing and how it serves the kingdom of Satan that we currently occupy. This is just a few pages into this book called Orthodoxy and the Kingdom of Satan. In 1999, the South African president, Thabo Mbeki, signed up for defense deals, which would cost his country $5 billion. In the same year, he publicly declared that South Africa did not have the funds necessary to make available antiretroviral medication for the 5 million of its citizens who had contracted HIV. No money for medicine, but billions of dollars for weapons. Harvard University later conducted research that revealed between the years of 2000 and 2005, 330,000 South Africans died of AIDS because they could not afford treatment. As the group Control Arms campaign has shown, the vast majority of arms sales go to less economically developed countries, what we once called the third world. South Africa is far from alone in seeing its resources used in this way. While these specific examples are useful in focusing our attention on what is happening, there are more ways There are more to come, and we must look at the bigger picture to really understand it. Though the positions change little year by year, it has become something of a cliché to state that the five countries that are largest arm dealers also happen to be the five permanent members of the United Nations Security Council. They are USA, uh, Russia, France, UK, and China. There's some variation in this order. For example, the tiny nation of Israel was in fourth position in 2007, having sold over $4.4 billion worth of arms that year. But out in front is the USA, which repeatedly accounts for over 60% of the arms trade. Western Europe amounts for over 30%. The amount of money involved is astonishing. The the USA alone spends over $70 billion a year on defense. In 2008, during the Iraq and Afghanistan conflicts, U.S. spending had risen by 83% compared with 2000, which was more than the 46 other states added together. Just mind-blowing. It's estimated that the world spends over $100 billion a year on small arms alone, and according to the Small Arms Survey, there are now over 100 countries involved in their manufacture. The money involved is extraordinary, and the consequences in human life are worse. The Geneva Declaration on Armed Violence and Development estimates that fatalities due to armed violence account for over half a million deaths per year. But even in the face of such astronomical figures, we might still wonder if this is all simply the necessary price to maintain freedom, justice, democracy, and safety. After all, we might suggest our government, our, our governments are part of the international community. They're working for the good of mankind. Certainly, there are steps taken to present themselves in that way. Delegates from the UN member states met in New York in 2011 to agree on an arms trade treaty, the ATT, in order, we were told, to regulate arms trade and ensure our common values were respected and protected. In his research, Andrew Feinstein discovered that despite the ATT, up to 40% of economic corruption in the world is directly linked to the arms trade. 
For example, he points out that as a result of the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq, U.S. arms manufacturers and dealers made billions of dollars in profit and operated what he described as a revolving door policy with the U.S. government. As officials left their posts, they would be employed by the defense companies only to return to government posts later. The problem, however, goes deeper. The, as the Security Council members ensured that the ATT provides legally, bind, blinding, uh, legally binding safeguards for governments to spend much of their budget on defense as they see fit. And since 1947, the World Trade Organization has similarly excluded arms trade from all agreements on trade tariffs. International trade is thus arranged so that tyrannical despots are assured by the, US, uh, by the UN and WTO that there can be no imposition on limits to their spending of their nation's money on the very weapons being sold by the members of the Security Council. In every international trade agreement, a clause is inserted which guarantees exemption of any policy deemed vital for national security, a loophole that permits unlimited military spending. This approach is reflected in government's own laws with regard to arms deals. Western states continue to demand and protect their right to trade in arms with countries which use these weapons on their own citizens and is extremely rare for arm dealers to face pr- prosecution over their refusal to f- follow even the relaxed rules that do govern their trade. And again, it goes on and on and on, and it really gives you a perspective as to just what a big deal the arms trade is and just how many billions of dollars are swirling around by the arms dealers. And of course, when it comes to things like Ukraine, most of the billions of dollars we're sending are directly in arms deals. And they even use this to justify egregious and severely overblown foreign aid to countries like Israel, where they say, well, we're not just actually, we're not just giving them money. See, we are paying American weapons manufacturers to make weapons to send to them, as if this means that we're not losing anything. No, it's still the same amount of goods. Same amount of cash value being sent over there. It just first gets laundered through the American weapons manufacturing base. It's practically the only thing we do now. If you are an engineer, if you're a rocket scientist, if you are a, you know, anybody in any of these professions that are really pushing the forefront of science, there's like a 99% chance you are going to be working for weapons manufacturers. You are going to spend your entire career calibrating the fins on you know self-guided missiles like that's what we do now that's our purpose that's what we put all of our work and all of our energy and all of our creativity and all of our brilliance into is making weapons for people in the third world to blow each other up it's really depressing it's very sad i mean there's there's like spacex and i guess nasa still technically exists but what are they doing <laughs> you know how many can they actually employ no it's much much more like and it's even i mean even if you're an independent person that creates some sort of really incredible generator that can you know create energy from water and save the world from our dependence on oil like you better watch out because lockheed martin's gonna come scoop you up and try to figure out how to uh, minimize it and put it on a warhead like it it really is it really is bad you can talk to anybody in in any engineering industry the only way you can get money is through defense contracts hell i i don't know how personal i want to get here but i i know somebody that was building the first autonomous sailboat that could essentially 
travel around the oceans forever be like permanent movable buoys with swarm technology. So if you had like an oil leak, then you could send these boats out and they required practically no fuel at all. It was just whatever it needed to run the little laptop sized computer on the boat. That was all the energy it needed because it actually got its propulsion power from the wind. You know, for, you know, what could you do? You could, it could be defense in terms of just out there monitoring for boat traffic. It could be out there monitoring oil spills to see how far the oil is spreading. It could be out there monitoring pollution levels, picking up trash, monitoring for, you know, fish populations, just all sorts of good things. Nobody, there's no money for it. The only money is for, is from the defense department. If you want to, if you want to continue your operation, no matter how good it potentially is, it's going to be folded into the defense programs and there's a reason all this exists and this book as well who's by i'm I'm blanking on the author's name y'all had the the cover up in uh, just a second ago again the book is called orthodoxy in the kingdom of satan and i keep wanting to say it's from seraphim rose seraphim rose wrote uh, orthodoxy and the future of religion or the religion of the future, and this is sort of a follow-up to that. Yeah, Father Spiridon da- uh, Bailey, he is a YouTuber as well and an Orthodox father of some sort. But he goes on to, to talk about all these examples, people like Tony Blair and others, you know, national representatives, prime ministers, presidents traveling around the world, and they are literally weapon salesmen. Their entire purpose for traveling and doing business in other countries is to fill the pockets of weapon manufacturers and spread death and destruction. We are in the kingdom of Satan, folks. The biggest sale of 2022 is now live. It's only running in the last week of September and the first week of October. Dozens of our best-selling products are finally back in stock, and they're 40 to 50% off across the board. And the most important of them all is Survival Shield X3. All three types of the very best iodine documented to not just boost your libido, your stamina, your health, your energy, your cells, your immune system, but to overall give you more energy. It's the foundation of everything from energy to fertility. X3, 50% off, is finally back in stock exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. You've heard the callers. You've seen the rave reviews. Now experience X3 for yourself exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com, 50% off. And while you're there, check out some of the other great products that are finally back in stock and massively discounted as well. Part of the Store Super Sale running for two weeks only. Again, X3 back in stock, 50% off. It's the fourth coin that we've released in the last year. And I believe the most powerful, the man in the arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt. Citizen of a republic, the man in the arena. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence in the world. It will never be made again. And it's not just an amazing historic coin. It funds the information war against the globalist. This is something you want to hand down to your grandchildren. This is something you want to own. And as a fundraiser, it is funding the information war against the globalist. Ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 coins are available. They'll sell out very quickly. Please be part of history. And thank you all for your support. You can go to 1776coin.com or you can go to patriotcollectibles.com and secure this coin. There's only 10,000 of this coin in existence and it funds the info war. Man in the Arena coin, Teddy Roosevelt, 1776coin.com. 
You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Born on a mountaintop in Tennessee. Good news and bad news. The bad news is that Eamon Bundy is not going to be able to appear right now. We've had to reschedule him. We'll have him on next week. But of course, as candidate for governor, other things crop up that are uh, important. He's got to take care of. So we're excited to talk to him next week. That's the bad news. The good news is that means we have plenty of time to show you videos, plenty of time to get into all of these stories that deserve more time than we're going to be able to give them, and also more time for you to be able to call in. So we're going to go ahead and open up the phone lines right now. Give us a call here at American Journal. The number to dial is 1-877-789-2539. That's 1-877-789-2539. Now taking your calls. Open line Friday. Give us a call about whatever you please. Now, we're going to show some videos here. We're going to start with AOC sort of ironically laying the groundwork for us. This is in the topic of the cultural war taking place right now, that aspect of the info war that deals with basic reality. That's where we've gotten to. And again, AOC makes a statement that like only a socialist could understand. You know, when they say it's a face only a mother could love. Here's a... Here's a statement from AOC that only a moron could think made her sound good. Let's go to uh, clip number 24 here. It's, it's AOC sort of making our case for us. Let's, let's listen. Is that the same folks who tell, who tell us and told us that COVID, COVID's just a flu, that climate change isn't real, that January 6th was nothing but a tourist visit, are the same, are now trying to tell us that transgender people are not real. And um, I would say that their claim uh, is probably just as legitimate as all their others, which is to say, not very much at all. Um, but moving forward. <laughs> yeah, that's right, folks. The same people who are telling you that COVID was just the flu. You know, by which, of course, we meant COVID was not worth shutting down our entire economy over because, you know, we were the ones pointing out that it would have devastating downstream effects, which it now has. We were the same ones telling you that the the lockdowns and that the shutdowns would continue beyond the two week program they first pushed forward. You know, we were the ones telling you that social distancing and masking had no effect on the spread of COVID. We were the ones telling you that the vaccines were untested and unproven and unsafe. So we were right about all of that. So just to be clear, the people that were completely right 100% about COVID and tried desperately to prevent the massive, horrific, just hugely damaging policies as a response to COVID should not have been followed. Like those people that told you that, that were right the whole time and that tried to save the world and were called all sorts of names in that attempt. You know, the same people that were warning about COVID before it ever got to our shores and we were called racist and anti-Asian for trying to say there's a disease coming and we should do something to stop it. You know, all the people that were right about all of that, you know, are also saying that there's no such thing as transgenders. 
I mean, I've never put it that way, but now that you put it that way, I mean, yeah, I guess there's men and there's women and a man is always a man and a woman's always a woman and you can do whatever you want to your body or your mind or your genitals or the way you dress and those two things don't they don't change the way that people around them can you know the people around them can be forced to change how they treat that person but the the biology doesn't change right the every cell in your body is still hard coded with your sex so i guess there is no such thing as transgender i mean it's kind of weird to say but yeah i guess if you're going to put it that way i can't help but agree it's just amazing and then climate change people that that tell you there's no such thing as climate change again and here we find ourselves sort of back in january of 2020 going look they are about to implement a whole bunch of ridiculous policies that are designed to destroy your freedom destroy your life destroy your country destroy your economy destroy your children's minds and they're predicating it on this threat that is not the big deal they say it is please for the love of god don't let them get away with this and just like when it came to covid we'll be called conspiracy theorists we'll be called dangerous we'll be ignored and then we'll be proven right once all the damage is done and she also says that the same people that said January 6th was just a, just a tourist attraction, just a tourist walk. I mean, nope, nobody was killed by the protesters. The building wasn't seriously damaged by the protesters. It was a, a bit of a, of a rowdy protest, but 99.9% of the people there committed no crime. And even entering into the Capitol, they did so shaking hands with police and at the request of an invitation of the Capitol Police that were there. So the only people that died that day, beaten to death or shot at point-blank range, were the protesters themselves. So yeah, the people that were right about everything are also telling you that transgenderism is not a, not a real concern these people have. It's not, some, it's not some right they're fighting for. It's not some civil rights occurrence that you know, is of the utmost importance. It's a bizarre obsession of the left that they're trying to shove down everyone's throat. It's just amazing. It's like AOC, the same people that told you climate change is fake and COVID is just the flu and January 6th was just tourists going on a tour of the Capitol are also telling you the sky is blue. So, you know, going by their other beliefs, I guess we don't believe them about what is obviously true and in our face constantly. Hilarious. Of course, this was part of a stream where she was arguing again just the completely backwards totally inversion of reality it's not just not true it is the opposite of true so there's a difference there and we're going to go now to clip number two it's aoc arguing that abortion is part of the class struggle you know i think it's important to state that um that abortion is an economic issue forcing poor and working class people uh to give birth um, against their will, against their consent, um, against their ability to provide for themselves or a child is a profound economic issue. And it's certainly a way to keep um, a workforce uh, basically conscripted uh, to large scale employers and to employers to be to work more uh, against their will, to take second and third jobs against their desire and their own autonomy. And so the idea that 
that abortion and access to abortion is somehow not a profound and central economic and class issue and class struggle um, is certainly something that I think a person who's never had to contend uh, with the ability to carry a child, um, you know, it, it belies that perspective. Oh, it's so cute when she tries to sound smart, isn't it? She puts on her smart girl glasses and uses words like contend with. It's just what you say makes no sense at all. Amazon, every major corporation is paying for their employees to get abortions because they want them back in the assembly line. You can't be a worker if you are a full-time mother, you freaking idiot. What are you talking about? It's literally the opposite of what is true. Amazon and all the biggest, most evil corporations in the world are the main proponents of abortion, you useful idiot psychopath. Go away. Look around you. Everything I predicted from the globalist stone documents, from their own admissions, is now happening. InfoWars credibility. My credibility has never been higher. And it's because of your backing of this operation that I can steadfastly, despite the censorship and the boycotts and the attacks and the lawsuits, stay on air. But now we're reaching the most critical juncture in the fight together. So I want to ask all of you today to help keep me on the air. In my decades on air, I've never asked for personal donations, but I'm being forced by the bankruptcy court to pay for 40% of the legal fees, and I can't fund those myself. It's unsustainable. So please visit SaveInfoWars.com. SaveInfoWars.com, where you can make straight donations, $5, $10, $50, $100, whatever you can, so that I can continue to persevere. I'll never give up. I'll never give in, but I could give out. Thank you for your support. Wouldn't be here without you. SaveInfoWars.com. Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to the American Journal with your host, Harrison Smith. Folks, uh, abortion is a financial issue, it's an economic issue. Dastardly conservatives forcing women to get pregnant, forcing women to have unprotected sex in one of the five days per month that they are actually able to get pregnant. It's the craziest thing. Women are only able to get pregnant for like four or five days a month. There are condoms. There's birth control. There's plan B. There's just an infinite number of ways to avoid this. There's abstinence, obviously. It's one thing. Uh, and if you're not responsible enough to do that, then, yeah, you've created a life and you're now responsible for it. Sorry. Sorry, that's the way that it works. Sorry, we have an obligation to protect babies even against their mother. Yeah, sorry, that's the way that this society is built. But no, it's an, econ- see, it's an economic issue because the, the, the big bad conservatives are forcing women to have babies while the good, loving, beautiful – Mega conglomerates like Amazon and Disney will pay for you to travel out of state to abort your baby and then get back on the line. Get back in the assembly line. Get back in the office and uh, get to work because we love you so much. It's, it's like when they say, you know, don't let an employer exploit you. Just become a hooker, right? They're like, you should do sex work to avoid being exploited by corporations. It's like, yeah, be exploited to avoid the ex- exploitation. 
be a slave to your job or otherwise you're going to be a slave to your child? Like what are they talking about? So bizarre. So strange how this mindset has gotten into the brains of American people, but it certainly has. And they're not just you – know, it's not just like crazy people in the weird forums on the internet saying this stuff. It's people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and it's people like the experts that they actually have the – they actually have the balls to put these people in front of the Congress and claim that these people are experts and scientists that we have to trust and listen to. And then they say things of the most – outrageous absurdity you could ever possibly imagine we're going to go now to clip number 13 it's the uh, planned parenthood director for primary and trans care he also is presenting abortion as an economic issue so we'll go to clip 14 first so this is where this talking point comes from Uh, let's go now to clip number 14 I would say that abortion is an economic issue. Um, folks that I see often cite economic issues for needing access to that care, and when we're denying that care, we're forcing them to stay in poverty. That means the children that they're forced to have as well as the children that are already at home. Forced to have, again. We didn't even really cover it that much. It was, it was almost too insane. But do you all remember, like last week, Stacey Abrams made the claim that the heart, the heartbeat at six months that you hear, or six weeks rather, was made up. Was it was a scheme by misogynistic doctors to force women to have babies to get control over their bodies? And this is how insane these people are. I was watching a video about it yesterday because I didn't even look at. It's one of those things that they just say, and you just go, "I don't. I'm not even gonna. I'm just. Gonna, I'm just gonna go do something else." Like imagine somebody being like, yeah, feel your chest right there. Do you feel that pumping? That's not your heart. That's not your heart pumping. That is not your blood going through your veins. That is not a sign of life. It's not. It's not. What's your evidence for this? It's just not. No, the, a baby's heartbeat cannot be heard at six weeks. When you go and you get a you know, sonogram or whatever they're called and they hold the thing up and you hear that whoop, 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 whoop that you think is a baby's heartbeat because it sounds an awful lot like a heartbeat coming from the, the baby in your, in your belly. It's, uh, it's not. It was made up. It's fake. The craziest thing about that is she didn't make that up. I was from an NPR article who made the claim, says doctors say, experts say that that is not a heartbeat at six weeks. And then you read the article and it's like, well, it is a heartbeat. What they claim is that it's not important. It doesn't matter that it's a heartbeat. In other words, yes, it is a heartbeat, but that shouldn't have an effect on whether you murder the baby. That's what they're saying. And that gets transmuted through Stacey Abrams as it is not a heartbeat. And then places like Planned Parenthood remove the section about the fetal heartbeat from their website. Heartbeat bills. Is there a fetal heartbeat at six weeks of pregnancy? The answer is yes. But they say the term fetal heartbeat is medically inaccurate and misleading, experts say. It's not, though. It's really not. And if you read that article, it just says, yeah, it is a heartbeat. It's just it's misleading because we don't care. It's real. It's there. It's a heartbeat. It is a sign of life. It is the sign of the functioning of the body in the in the uterus. But they uh, don't they don't care, though. So therefore, it doesn't matter. So now experts say it's misleading and inaccurate because they don't care that it's a heartbeat. They say it it shouldn't matter 
if you want to kill it, you can kill it before the heartbeat or after the heartbeat. Heartbeat shouldn't make a difference. Therefore, we're going to tell people that it doesn't exist. It's just crazy. Honestly, what other word is there for it? How much more do you have to elaborate on the sky is blue? It just is. Just as blue, so there it is. Now let's go to clip number 13. Here's that same Planned Parenthood weirdo, the director for primary and trans care, saying that men can get pregnant, obviously, because we're smart and scientists. Let's watch. Dr. Kumar, can biological men become pregnant and give birth? Um, so men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. <laughs> see when he says especially what he means is only and when he says trans men what he means is women so technically he's right <laughs> it's women dressing up as men right so the question that he was asked is can biological men get pregnant to which the answer is no so he rephrases it in his answer to can men which he doesn't see as a biological determ- determinant what he sees it as is a social degree the social condition that you're in. And so in his understanding, a woman dressing up as a man is a man. Therefore, she can get pregnant. That is a man getting pregnant. That's what he's saying. So when he says especially trans men, what he means is only trans men because what he means is women. So the answer to that question is a resounding no. He just had to put a bunch of different words on there to make it sound like it was yes. <laughs> especially trans men. No, only trans men because the only people that can get pregnant are women Hope I cleared that up for you. I mean, you would think with with this level of expertise, maybe I would be in charge of Planned Parenthood primary care. I mean, this is crazy. It, it is beyond Orwellian. Orwell, even Orwell didn't go so far as to claim that men were women and women were men. I mean, at least his characters had some semblance of understanding of that your your insane ideology had to comport to biological existence, but. No, not anymore. Not anymore. This is medicine, you guys. This is medicine, okay? Unbelievably stupid. Truly unbelievably. Let's go to uh, Stephen in Florida here. You have that a uh, you have a comment about that AOC clip we just played. Line number ten. Thanks for calling in, Stephen. You are on the air. Or you will be momentarily. All right, well, Stephen. What's up? Oh, there we go. Okay. Yeah. Good morning, Harrison. Good morning. Uh, yeah, I wanted to say this, you know, on the heels of you showing this clip of AOC. And by the way, uh, AOC, I kind of fi- finally figured out her name, AOC. It's Alexantichrist, O Communist Courts the Devil. <laughs> Bit of a mouthful, Stephen. Bit of a tongue yeah. twister there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you look at. Okay, first of all, she's saying, oh, abortion is an economic issue. Well, the interpretation of that, and I'm going somewhere with this, is if you don't follow what I'm telling you and support abortion, well, then it's going to affect my income and I'm going to be out of a job. So That could be it, or it could just be, you know, kill your baby and be rich. Yeah, I guess the right. choice. I guess the choice is yours, ladies. You can have a, a baby to love and care for, and to care for you in your old age and a lifetime of love and wonder, or you could make a little bit extra money working for Jeff Bezos. So I guess the choice is yours. And I guess the entire media is telling you actually it's way better to have books and cats and wine and a little bit of extra money than it is to have a legacy and a heritage and a family around you. You can believe that lie if you want. 
you'll be miserable, but you can do it. It's up to you. One of the ways that your audience, you encourage your audience to give you money is in cryptocurrency donations, right? Yes. Infowars.com forward slash crypto. That will end up as a clip on your show tonight. Objection. Your advertisement from your cryptocurrency page. People care about the First Amendment. And in the cryptocurrency, the cryptocurrency page, people can give you in Bitcoin. Yes. Yes. Ethereum. Right. Yes. As well as XRP, Monero, Litecoin, USD coin, Dogecoin, and Stellar. This is it. Give crypto. Fund Infowars. Sponsor us with Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Thanks to your donations and your support at InfoWarsStore.com, InfoWars is able to broadcast free worldwide, combating the lies of the Great Reset. Give crypto, fund InfoWars. Donate now, InfoWars.com forward slash crypto. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had this success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. All right, folks, we'll go out to your co- uh, calls momentarily. A couple of breaking news pieces that have just come out since we began this broadcast. Zelensky has announced Kiev will hold no negotiations with Russia while Putin is president and that he is applying for full NATO membership today for Ukraine. That makes perfect sense, doesn't it? We're going to start a military alliance. We're going to welcome into a military alliance a country that's already at war. It's really unthinkable in normal circumstances, but we're not in normal circumstances. We're being run by suicidal psychopaths so it's probably going to happen and they put out this video of Zelensky signing the ukrainian application i mean it's just can you imagine can you imagine going to war or starting a nuclear war for these bozos for these clownish ogres (laughs) like who are these guys (laughs) one of them's like a, a tiny gay actor and the other one are like Shrek and Shrek's little brother. <laughs> Who are these guys? Why are they dressed up like they're at war? Isn't it amazing? Before the war, every time you saw Zelensky, very nice suit or, you know, like high heels and a G-string, right? He was either doing some weird clownish homoerotic display or he was in a nice suit like a normal politician and as soon as the war happens he's like get me get me my costume get me my war costume i have to always appear in 
vague camo-like green t-shirts. Like, it's all a game. It's all acting. It's all, this is all a production that they're putting on on the world stage, and people are falling for it. I, I cannot believe people are actually wanting to go to nuclear war with Russia over these guys. For these guys as benefits. Who, by the way, his parents just bought an $8 million house in Israel. <laughs> it's just incredible. Not even from the country he's president of. It's just wild. It's also wild. Another breaking story from just a few minutes ago. Jim Jordan has released this statement saying, we've been told the FBI retaliated against a whistleblower for speaking to Congress about the DOJ spying on parents at school board meetings. This is illegal, period. Well, you should send the FBI after him. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. We got to do something. The, the, The FBI is a completely rogue organization at this point. And anybody within the FBI that is trying to do something to stop it from becoming a out-of-control rogue terror organization is punished by the FBI, even when they go to the civilian authorities that are supposed to have oversight over the FBI, which they don't anymore. They don't exercise it. They don't have it. So that's how that works. With that, we go out to your phone calls, just some of the breaking news. Some of the breaking news. Every hour, there's just like a cascade of absurdity. How do we even keep up? We don't. We just do all we can to stay on the surface of this flood. Uh, Let's go to Mike in Florida. Maybe an an unfortunate pun I just used there. Mike, you were hit hard by the hurricane. What's the situation there in Florida right now? Hey, Harrison. How you doing, man? Good, thank you. Uh, We're in pretty rough shape in my area. I mean, other places didn't get it as bad, but... We had probably 100-mile-an-hour winds for between six and eight hours. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we're devastated. We have no power, no water. Um, I, I At best, I don't think we're going to get anything back for a week plus. It's bad. I mean, the whole area just got leveled. Yeah, we've seen, we've seen some of the aerial imagery that just shows the entire place, like Fort Myers and others, just totally flattened and leveled by the winds. And of course, the floods are a whole other issue. Uh, did a lot of people stay behind where you're located right now? I mean, what's the... Yeah, mo- most of the people in my direct area rode the storm out. Well, hopefully, so, hopefully they're all but, okay. But like I said, we got, we got no, yeah, everybody's okay. You know, I got three young kids. We didn't have nowhere to go. So... Oh, gosh. I, I knew it was going to be bad as soon as that storm shifted to the east. Uh, well, but we caught the eye wall the whole time. We didn't. We didn't even get a break. Mm. But yeah, you know, I'm kind of missing. I'm Jones and on my Infowars. I got. I got my my normal cell service is out. We haven't had it since the winds picked up when the storm fell. Right. So you don't have landlines. You don't have internet. You don't have nothing. Cell we have phones nothing. Oh man. Zero. Zero. The whole. I mean, Charlotte, Lee, and parts of Collier County are. I mean. Just devastating. Words can't describe. Words can't describe the amount of damage. I mean, it snapped steel poles down, all transformers off the poles. We drove through because I had to get my mom's house is right by the beach, and they had probably two foot of water in their house. Luckily, they left. Um, but yeah, we we drove just to probably ten miles, and I mean, it, it was absolutely devastated. I, oh I, it's going to be months probably before they get everything cleaned up. Yeah, and we and we can see uh, there's videos now of rescue operations taking place, Coast Guard performing rescues, airlifting people out. Uh, hopefully, you guys aren't in a situation where you need that, but you know, luckily, it's no. There. Luckily, luckily, where we're at, we were on the uh, 
northwest side of the, that's that's the eye wall that we caught the northwest. So we didn't get the storm surge, although we're in we're not even in a flood zone, and we had three feet of water in the road in front of our house, but it drained pretty quickly. Well, uh, and and hopefully you guys have food and water stored up since. You're oh, not- you, you already know I got the life select. Okay, I got excellent. I got the storable food, so you know I was eating some of that yesterday. Well, th- you know, thank God you're you're prepared. Uh, what do you what do you want people to know? I mean, you know, you're you're here on the air talking to people all over the world and all over the country. Uh, you know, what what's your what's your takeaway from this, and and how are you guys doing, and, and what can people do to help? Uh, I mean, anything to help, man. Anything to help. I would say, you know, a- after going through this, anybody that lives in the path of one man, it ain't worth it to stick around. Just just go wherever you can go. Because, like I said, the situation where we're in, we got no food. We we got food. We got everything we need, but we got no power, no running water. We, we don't have anything down here. Wow. So, if you're in the path, man, get out. It ain't worth it. Oh man. Well, you know we're 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 praying for you, and and hopefully you guys can can pull through this, or just just get out now. Well, you know, if you, if you even can. I mean, that's that's the other devastating thing is the the roads get clogged and the bridges go down and you know if you don't leave before it's even harder to leave after uh but yeah my my company that i work for is out of naples and fort myers so who knows when i'll even be able to get back to work oh man totally totally devastating absolutely horrific thank god that you and your family are safe and uh, and give us a call again um when we're back on monday mike so we'd love to hear an update from you and and how things are going and as you know, of course, America, we're, we're not we're not gone yet. And so there's still crew upon crew upon crew of rescuers and, and linemen and everybody getting to work, try to get you get you guys back uh, rebuilt better than ever before. And hopefully it won't take too long to, to do that. Thank you so much for the call, Mike, and uh, God bless you and, and hope your family stays OK. I appreciate it, man. Take care. All right. Thank you so much, Mike. Ooh, devastating stuff, y'all. Uh, let's go to. Um, Another call here. We got Hobbs in Nebraska. You've got info on Florida disaster relief. Thanks for calling in, Hobbs. You're on the air. Hey, good morning, Harris, and good morning, Info Warriors. It's your boy again. Uh, yeah, so uh, I was uh, scrolling through my social media the other day, as you do, and I noticed that uh, one of my old Army buddies was on uh, Neil Cavuto on Fox News, and he he's kind of a... Uh, kind of a representative for that great American cleanup. Uh, have you heard of that? They did a lot of cleanup down at the Haitian refugee camp and other stuff. Sure. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was on Tucker a few months back, too, and he was on Newsmax day before yesterday. But anyways, he uh, he lives down in Florida, and he runs a company called uh, Blue Line Moving. You can go to his website, bluelinemoving.net. You can get in contact with him down there. He's uh, offering to help clean up and move people's stuff out of the area if they need some, you know, personal items that need packed up and moved out to, you know, a safe area while, you know, the lines get repaired and and other things like that. So, uh, yeah, you can get in contact with him or you can get in contact with Great American Cleanup, uh, offer some help, tell them Hobbs and InfoWars sent you. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. And of course, even if you don't have money, especially if you're in the area, you can just volunteer your time and really make a make a major difference. Thank you so much for that, Hobbs. Give us the, the website to go to one more time. Uh, it's uh, bluelinemoving.net. Bluelinemoving.net. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for that. 
We appreciate it. Uh, Folks, we're going to be back for the third hour on the other side. Let me remind you, InfoWars is in a fight for its life right now. It is not a sure thing that we will continue into the future. The only thing that can sway things towards the positive, sway things towards our continued existence is if we get the support that we so desperately need. Go to InfoWarsStore.com to make a purchase. There's a massive sale on right now. Most products, especially our most popular products like BrainForce Plus, Survival Shield X3, Super Male Vitality, Alpha Power, Fizzy Magnesium. I mean, these are the products that people call in and just rave about. We don't ask them to, but people love these products and they want other people to know how good they are. And we want you to know how good they are. Try them out now. 50% off, two times Patriot points, InfoWarsStore.com, super sale, InfoWarsStore.com. The biggest sale of 2022 is now live exclusively at InfoWarsStore.com. The InfoWarsStore super sale is now live. 40 to 50% off, bare minimum, 40% off. Many of the products, 50% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The most exciting of all these incredible products is X3. All three of the very best types of iodine that are natural and pure that actually get into your cells are in X3. The deep earth crystal iodine and two other types to maximize full absorption. This really is the missing link. X3 sold out for a long time. is finally back in stock. Available at InfoWarsStore.com or by calling toll-free 888-253-3139. Now, it takes a few weeks for this high-quality iodine to kick in, but almost everybody after that feels the effects. It's not just for your immune system, but it's for your energy and so much more. X3 back in stock at InfoWarsStore.com, 50% off.